This is the Oanda Podcast. This is the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda senior market analysts across the world. And today we're joined by Ed Moyer in New York. It's good evening from London. And great to close out the month, the quarter with you, Johnny. This was rather a, a difficult quarter for risky assets and uh, looking forward to, to diving in with you. Yes, we're going to talk more about uh, oil's first quarterly drop since 2020 shortly. But first, I wanted to ask you about these inflation figures, which are interesting. It's the Federal Reserve's preferred gauge, isn't it, this uh, number? And it shows that prices have accelerated even more than expected in August. Tell us about it. Yes, this was a, a rather uh, surprisingly hot report. I think, uh, you know, there's been a lot of expectations that, you know, August data was going to show um, some um, more significant steps in, in providing pricing relief. And clearly, clearly that's not happening. And what was surprising is that when you uh, take a look at the core component, uh, that came in much hotter than expected. So um, it, it, it's it's pretty clear that you know the Fed's mission is going to be easily justified in in remaining aggressive against fighting inflation. Um, you you also saw you know alongside that data, personal income and, and spending data supported the idea that the consumer is still in a good position. Um, spending came in a little bit better than expected. Personal incomes rose at a steady pace. So you're, you're, you're still seeing that this economy is, is, uh, should be prepared to, to continue to uh, see these massive rate increases and and i think what we're we've been getting from the fed is they're signaling that you know higher rates for longer are going to be you know the the, the way markets are going to have to evolve and and that's um you know troubling news for uh risky assets for startups for there's so many companies that um you know that have loans that are have financing costs that are about to skyrocket and and, and that's that's very troubling and and i think you know the the market was it was up it was down and now it seems that you know we you know we we're also you know trying to digest some of the the other data points where you know you've seen um uh, a pmi a regional pmi reading for chicago uh plunge into contraction territory um and then what's what's the one bright spot from today was um, that University of Michigan sentiment report where they provide the inflation expectations. That one um, eased a little bit longer term inflation expectations eased. Uh, for one year, it went up. So <clears throat> what, what, what basically I think the, the key takeaway is that you're, you're going to see that sh the short end of the, the curve is is, is going to continue to climb higher. It's been the easy trade um, over the you know the, the past few couple months, and then and I think you're you know you're going to see the Fed have to take interest rates to above um, where inflation is, and 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 that's that's probably um, going to mean that uh, you know 75 basis points in November. And I think the market's anticipating a half point in December, but you you, you would, you know, we're going to have to be data dependent on that. If inflation still remains as hot um, and, and doesn't show 
any signs that uh, it's about to significantly ease, um, you know, the Fed could maintain that 75 stance in, in December. So I think there's still a lot more tightening that can happen as this occurs. We're seeing economic pain across Wall Street. We're seeing companies announce layoffs. Companies are reining in their guidance and outlooks. Um, I, I think that, you, and it's it's wide. It's across several sectors. So I think that um, you know the, the amount of pessimism in the markets is elevated, um, and and uh, you know long-term investors still you know they're they're you know committed to to, to holding uh, their positions, but you know the the question is, you know, how how much lower do we go? Is it another five, ten percent? Um, and some people are even eyeing more. But um, I, I think we're we're getting close to the bottom, but we're we're probably going to see um, short term more more selling pressure here for equities. And with the price of oil going down in uh, recent weeks, in a way, I'm surprised, or perhaps that hadn't seeped through yet. We're looking at the numbers of Brent crude and WT. I at the moment, uh, Ed, and they're significantly lower than they were uh, two or three months ago. Uh, could that have an impact on inflation numbers to come? Definitely, and and I think that um, energy prices are key. Um, but what we're we're you know for for August, I think it's important. And as you as you bring up energy prices, you know, oil um actually rose in august uh it was it was kind of steady but it was slightly higher and and you know we've seen the big drop in september and now you're probably going to see that the oil market though is there there's still limited spare capacity you're also going to see uh, refiners are going to struggle in this environment there's been outages in the west coast you have a hurricane that is going to impact a lot of flows um so uh, this market's going to remain tight uh, next week, you're going to have OPEC Plus. That's probably going to remain very aggressive with slashing output. And not forgetting politically, uh, Ed, if you look at what's happening with uh, what Vladimir Putin has just announced, we've got the troubles in Iran at the moment. That will not help, will it, in terms of keeping that price down? No, and, and I, I think that's a it's a great point to bring up because the... the uh, the markets, you know, I think the expectations for the war in Ukraine were things were going to intensify and get um, more nerve wracking. And I think that you're you're going to see that, you know, all the ammunition that Russia has with their their the impact of their energy supplies, you know, it's waning because, you know, the, the, the rest of the world is finding alternative sources. There's not enough spare capacity to reach the Russian output, but um, it. Their, their efforts to to get there. Um, so, so this is the key moment. So I think there was always this belief and the market has priced in um, a good amount of, of uh, the the loss of Russian supplies. And, and you know, I, I think, uh, you know, we talked in June, July, I think <laughs> Iran nuclear deal talks, um, um, they've kind of the base case has always been that, you know, they, they get closer, but, you know, a deal would not be reached. And and it seems that that's still likely the case. And you're probably going to see that, uh, I think, for for crude, the, mo- the more important driver abroad is, is going to be China. And, and uh, China's demand uh, is, is probably going to improve. There's been a lot of progress. Um, I think with uh, the government stepping up the stimulus efforts, saving the housing market, and I think you're going to see more 
accommodation from the PBOC. But what's even more important is the zero COVID policy. I think that you're going to see that China might get their hands on some mRNA vaccines. So there's there's optimism that China's COVID situation is 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 uh, poised to improve significantly. Um, you know later this year, and and if that's the case, then uh, you know that chi strong robust Chinese demand could send oil ten dollars higher. Um, and uh, it, it's there's, there's it's just a domino effect that improves global growth outlooks and and uh, everything else. So so I think that uh, the risks are that oil is 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 going to remain a volatile trade. Um, will we see? Are there risks that oil could you know head down towards seventy dollars again, um, or break break the recent lows and hit hit, hit the seventy dollar level for WTI? Um, Yes, is that the base case scenario? Far from it. I think that we're probably going to see oil trade 85, 95. That might be the the, the range that um, comes about. But right now, I think you know this oil market is still tight, um, and unless we're dealing with a severe global recession for you know all the major advanced economies, um, then you know, then then I might change my uh, outlook for oil, but it, it seems that there's still too many bullish catalysts in place. Let's talk about Bitcoin now, Ed, and uh, bucking the trend. Uh, it's been quite resilient recently. Do you think that Wall Street now believes that crypto is close to the bottom of the market? Right now, it seems that there's there's been a, an easing of that correlation with, with tech stocks. Bitcoin has really outperformed. Um, you're, you're seeing long-term investment remains committed to crypto, whereas right now, you're, and for, for, for mega cap tech, you're seeing um, Apple get, its, get a major downgrade. There's questions and concerns about that product cycle and um, I think what you're seeing you know also you know meta is is, is also a, a it, it's some consider it's still a mega cap tech stock but uh, that one's got uh, a plethora of problems uh, there's 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 now this belief that you're you're, you're going to see um, equities really trade on um, the um, company-specific fundamentals, and and that um, your the the one-way trade is 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 going to be broken up soon, and and I think that a lot of that has to to, to deal with um, the peak in Fed tightening is is close to being priced in. I think that there's a lot of confidence that the global economic slowdown um, is 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 uh, going to impact the U.S. and that you're you're going to see that stocks are going to have a very difficult environment ahead. Um, the Fed is not going to be pivoting um, immediately. And, and, and that's that, that's probably why, you know, you see more people talk about, you know, S&P 500, you know, potentially falling another 10% where no one is really talking about, you know, crypto breaking below the summer lows right now. Um, the, the long-term money has, has really showed um, that it's it's not going anywhere and it hasn't budged. There were multiple times when I thought that you you, you know you could make the argument that the 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 risks to the the outlook warranted that because um, there was just so much doom and gloom um, everywhere and and now it looks like you're you're you've seen some progress with 
regulation. I think there's there's been uh, this uh, approach, slow approach, which um, is not going to shake up stable coins just yet. So I think you're in an environment where um, there's there's still um, a lot more investments piling into uh, Bitcoin and, and um, Ethereum, especially. And, and what's what's fascinating is that you know if you take a look at what are some of the key stories uh you know uh, you know blackrock they're still planning another crypto etf and that's after you know a, a, a poor debut of their first one you have um uh, meta opening up their nft sharing on instagram and facebook so you're going to see e more easy access to crypto assets and crypto related products um you know you, you've had Robinhood um launch their self-custody wallets and then you know you have the nasdaq which is also looking poised to provide more crypto solutions so there's there's still a steady flow of interest and commitment going into crypto and that's that's probably why we're still you know looking at bitcoin uh, you know just uh a uh, few hundred points below 20,000. So I, so if if um, we get close to a stock market bottom, um, you know, you'll probably already see Bitcoin take off before then. So um, it'll be interesting to see um, if the markets get a little bit eager and try to do that um, um, before that becomes um, the the scenario. And, and and I think that uh, you know, Bitcoin is still probably poised to to be in a range for um, at least the next month or two, but you you never know. Sometimes with crypto, um, if, if 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 things go start continuing to go its in its direction and in its favor, um, then um, you know you, you could see that momentum buying really come in because the retail money has been dormant and that's that's been on the sidelines. So this will this is a market. I mean, it's lost two trillion in market cap. Um, the the interest is still there, the belief in it is still there, and that's that's going to be a very interesting trade going into year end. Okay, uh, Ed, uh, very interesting indeed. Before we let you go, can we look ahead to the next uh, week or so, and what would be your highlights for the next seven days? For me, um, it's all about the Conservative Party's autumn conference. I think we're we're going to hear speeches from Prime Minister Liz Truss. Um, uh, the chancellor and also several other um, officials, and and that's you know the seeing do they remain committed to their their budget plan? Um, that's going to be you know a key driver for the British pound, and lately that's that's what's been moving markets and, uh, and especially the gilt markets. And, and uh, I think you're you're going to see that uh, you know the the focus on politics elections are still uh, important. Uh, Brazil has a very important presidential election also, so uh, it's it's a it's a busy week with politics. You know we you know in the beginning of the month Monday we'll get all those uh, manufacturing PMI readings. It's it's uh, it's a uh, one of my favorite days because you get to see which countries are, um, how far are they falling into contraction territory or, or if, you know, or are they headed there? So that's going to be a key one. There's, there's once again, another week filled with Fed speak. I won't bore you with when and how many. Um, I think there's a, 
There's three main rate decisions that I have my eye on. RBA expected to raise rates by a half point. You know, a week ago, if you would ask me, I said I would have said it would probably be a quarter point. So it seems that um, central banks are just kind of uh, rethinking downshifts and, and tightening. Uh, New Zealand also expected to raise by a half point on Wednesday, um, and then um, also. We'll, we'll hear from uh, the Polish Central Bank. Uh, they already have rates pretty elevated, uh, there, but th- and this time they're looking for a, a quarter point increase to 7%. Um, <clears throat> for commodity traders, uh, OPEC Plus meets in the middle of the week. That is a big meeting. Expectations are all over the place, um, po- possibly cutting production by uh, 500,000 barrels per day or, or some expecting a million barrels. Um, so that's that's going to be important. And then uh, we finish off the week with the non-farm payroll report, which uh, th- this labor market remains strong. And we're looking to see, does this uh, NFP report confirm that? Uh, 250,000 jobs are expected to be created. Any miss, any surprise, uh, if we ever got a, I mean, whenever we get that first negative reading, that will be cheered on Wall Street. It will make many think that the, the true dubs of the Fed will want to, you know, quickly put an end to this tightening cycle. I, I think that all the leading indicators still support job growth. But I think there's there's still risks that we could get surprised to the upside, but a very important report and wages too. That's also probably be even more important for the inflationary impact. And uh, that will be uh, how uh, we finish out next week. So uh, definitely a, a busy week. There's a lot of uh, second tier data, uh, but those are the key highlights. Uh, also, I, I German industrial production on Friday as well. Excellent stuff. Thanks very much, Ed. Have a very good weekend. Thank you, you too. This is the Oanda Podcast.